My guest today is Mira McQuaid. Mira is the director for the Headwaters Trail Alliance, a wonderful organization here in Grand County that helps maintain our trails, builds new trails, just makes all of us hikers very happy, and bikers, I should add. I hope you enjoy my conversation with Mira. How are you? Doing well this week and this busy summer day. Oh, I know. Mira, you guys have your hands full this summer, don't you? Well, we have a lot of projects. Every year, it seems like we just plan a pretty significant scope of work. And then Mother Nature kind of has another plan and shakes things up a little bit for us. And so this summer so far, you're dealing with wind events and a lot of deadfall and then you know, the mudslides and the flash flooding. So, and then still fire recovery and then moving forward on trail redevelopment projects and just overall trail maintenance. So it does get a little busy and the okay, summer is no different. <laughs> it keeps it interesting. Well, let's talk about how did Headwaters Trails Alliance start in Grand County? Um, that is a great question. So it started back in 1996, actually, um, as kind of a partnership between several different nonprofit groups that were already in existence, one in Grand Lake, a, a trail group, trail advocacy group in Grand Lake, as well as Partnership for Trails in the Fraser Valley. And basically it formed over kind of the desire to build more, at the time, it was more trails that connected different towns. And so kind of transportation corridors, if you will. And then under the leadership of those groups, they worked with the county zoning and planning department. And so HTA was basically founded or Headwaters Trails Alliance was, was founded kind of as a collective between or an intergovernmental agreement between the county zoning and planning department, as well as these other nonprofit entities, but it involved all of the recreation districts and the municipalities. Since Grand County as a county didn't have an open space and trails department or anything like that, actually, interestingly enough, still doesn't, HGA kind of filled that gap. And so the original goal was for an HGA employee, HGA being a nonprofit, to be able to kind of go out and leverage funds on behalf of the county to build trails similar to, you know, Summit County and other areas that have these longer kind of paved trails that connect their communities and that they would work, this nonprofit employee would work with the county planning department and build these connecting communities trail systems. That was what happened in the late 90s and kind of into the 2000s and whatnot. And, and then as trails gained popularity and mountain biking really grew kind of exponentially, and then the Mountain Bike Capital USA moniker of Winter Park, trails kind of, they, they still are transportation corridors and recreation paths, but then it also, it HGA kind of ended up partnering more with the federal agencies to help with the trail systems on Forest Service and BLM lands as well as more recreation amenities and recreation infrastructure. Well, and you guys do so much. What are some of your major tasks assigned to HTA? So we work with all of the federal agencies, federal land management agencies in Grand County to help with trail maintenance and with the Adopt-A-Trail program. So we manage about 95 different trails that are adopted by individuals or businesses or friend groups so that we can have additional volunteers out on the trail leveraging their you know, assessment skills and um, 
doing some trail work to help us. We generally speaking, get about 4,500 volunteer hours a season and helping with trail work. But um, so we do that. We work with all the federal land management agencies on maintenance, but then we also do landscape level redevelopment projects of which we have two going on right now, one in Tabernash with the BLM and then one in on the forest service that's been going on since 2017 called the trail smart sizing project. So we manage those projects and fundraise for those projects to help build new trails, realign trails that are doing damage to the natural environment, meaning they're eroding or putting sediment into the creek. So they're kind of a more ecologically friendly type project, looking at protecting watersheds and also creating better user experiences, trying to diversify the trails, building bridges where we need them. So we do those larger landscape level projects. We work with different larger groups, uh, corporate entities, colleges, and do stewardship and service learning type projects. So we'll have large groups come to us, uh, volunteers for Outdoor Colorado, Colorado Mountain Club, Colorado College, they'll come up and we work with them for a day or two and do trail maintenance projects. Sometimes it's staining bridges, sometimes it's building bridges, sometimes it's clearing hazard trees or big corridors. We work in that capacity. Um, We also have a stewardship ambassador program, which we launched last year in cooperation with the tourism board and a lot of other local partners, local businesses and municipalities to help better protect our our natural areas. So we have this stewardship ambassador program. We have about 80 ambassadors trained and they go out on busy weekends and holidays in a couple hour time slots to help educate the public on how to recreate responsibly kind of utilizing the seven tenants of leave no trace. And so they set up there, they bring maps, they bring educational materials, and they engage with the public, helping them, you know, reminding them gently to um, don't leave Fido's poop bag on the trail or next to the trailhead, helping them figure out where to park if the trailhead area is already full, all of those different things. We also produce trail guides and trail maps for different communities. Um, we do a lot of education in the schools and with different groups, sometimes working with the recreation districts on hikes or wildflower identification or other things like that. So Gosh, I'm already tired. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot. So we have you to thank for the maintenance of our trails and keeping them in such great shape. I know with the wind and all that stuff that you mentioned earlier has wreaked havoc on our trails. I want to go back to, you had said, I think we had talked last year at one point, and you had said that our trails were seeing 150 to 200% increase in traffic during the pandemic. And so when we talk about the seven principles of leave no trace, how do you educate people on those at the trailhead? Like, how do you, how do you let people know the importance of those principles? That is a great question. And actually, some of the federal agencies reported at 300% growth oh. in visitation. <laughs> and some of that is sightseeing, but a lot of it is uh, people out on the trails themselves. So applying the leave no trace principles has become kind of a critical element of what we've been doing over the last two years as a result of the kind of post-COVID, or not post, I mean, the COVID surge in recreation, as well as just general growth in our area. and 
additional visitation from the front range, being that we're so close to the front range. So we have adopted a stand grand for our public lands campaign. And so we have stand grand posters and information out on almost all of the trailheads. So in addition to a kiosk or, um, you know, a sign identifying what trail system you're on, you'll see the, the stand grand materials that are posted out there. We do a lot of outreach on social media, on Instagram and Facebook in terms of the stand grand campaign, the stewardship ambassador program, having somebody actually there with materials, stickers, brochures. Pretty soon we'll have these little keychain fobs that have the trail courtesy triangle, you know, who yields to who, extra dog poop bags, those types of things. So we try to kind of meet people where they're at. We try to get people via social media. We have our stewardship ambassador trainer goes out to different organizations and entities and does educational kind of outreach to them. She just was working with the Lions Club this morning. So kind of all the different ways of trying to reach people. I, You know, we work with the chambers as well in terms of a social ambassador to educate them about how to inform the public about different regulations and restrictions that are currently on our federal lands. Like for instance, if there's a fire ban, what level it is, what does that mean? I think our communities do a pretty decent job with some of the digital signage that are that's out expressing some of the restrictions and whatnot. So we try to reach them as best we can. I think the tourism board also has some of those, some of the materials. So when people are looking to come to our area, they can see some of those same materials on that site, as well as on the chamber sites. And the, the goal is, you know, we'd love to have the stand grand piece be integrated into this larger context of Colorado, or even the larger region, you know, even across the US. I mean, leave no trace, those seven principles are kind of uniform across all of those different areas. And so they can be applied just a the leave no trace is a little bit different when you're talking about a you know beach environment versus a mountain environment. So those things change slightly depending on where you are. So what would you say the number one thing that visitors can do or respect, trying to think of the right way to word it, to respect our trails when they're here? Good question. I mean, I, it, it kind of spans a gamut from, from parking well and yeah. not blocking access not blocking other people in, not, I mean, just being mindful about their impact in, in all the different ways. So from parking to, to trash, to leaving, like leaving no trace, literally. So not wanting to leave your animals refuse, not wanting to leave garbage on the trail, not cutting switchback, staying on the trail, especially in sensitive areas like our tundra that you don't want to have only, you don't want to use, I was going to say leave only footprints, right? Except that you don't really want to leave a track, like if the trail's muddy. So that's a little bit of a, a challenge you want, but to be mindful and respectful, to pick all the flowers, you know, to leave them for others to enjoy. I think it really starts with looking at that whole idea of knowing before you go know what the regulations are in the area that you're visiting. So for instance, when I went to Hawaii uh, six months ago, I, I did a little research myself and I wouldn't have known if I hadn't have educated myself that there are certain sunscreens that are not acceptable to use um, in terms of coral. You need coral safe sunscreen. Yeah. And that's a no before an example of no before you go up here is about understanding that we have lightning risk, that we trails are muddy. It does a lot of damage to be on them, whether you're on a bike, a horse, on foot. It's under, understanding the weather patterns, the, the dehydration risk, the altitude and the exposure 
those types of things. So a little bit of research ahead of time can go a long way in making sure that you're prepared and that you know the kind of the do's and don'ts of the area that you're visiting. Oh, that's great advice. And I wanted to point out, I had somebody once tell me that they thought people came at the end of the day and picked up the trash on the trail. So we don't, we don't have people that do that here. <laughs> There are a lot of places where we don't have people that do that. You know, I mentioned earlier that there isn't a county zoning and planning department and that we have partnerships with several of the towns whereby they have the ability to send maybe a part-time staff person to go um, if it's right on the edge of the boundary between the municipality and the forest that they can pick up a trash from time to time. But as you'll notice, there are bear-proof trash cans all throughout our communities. And that is because we don't have daily trash pickup and that we do have bears that frequently and unfortunately periodically get habituated to those trash cans. And so, yeah, it is really pack it in, pack it out. That's right. We don't have those services. We don't have the population base. We don't have the staffing, don't have the resources. And so it really is up to the individual's who come up here to understand that they're responsible for their own, whatever you bring in, you need to bring out. Absolutely. We don't have trail fairies. <laughs> no. I mean, occasionally we're surprised by some very generous individual who, who spends their time picking up other dogs' waste and the dog poop bags and some trash. And we can all do our best to be mindful in that way and help the environment out by picking those things up as we see them. But no, there's no magical fairy. Or wand. (laughs) No, wishful thinking, but you're right. Well, this has been awesome, Mira. I just really appreciate all that you and your staff do for Grand County. And I'm a user of our trails. And I just know that it's hard work keeping those maintained and building new trails for us to enjoy. So thank you. You are so welcome. And I hope you have a great summer getting out there this year. Oh, I will. I'm trying to get in at least a couple hikes a, day, a week. So that's my goal. That's a great goal. Yes. Well, you take care. Well, thank you. So okay. Great talking to you. You bet. Yeah.